to the radio at a reasonable volume. There are simply too many notes, that's all. Just cut a few and it'll be perfect. By the powers vested in me, by the Federal Communications Commission, I command you to get on the microphone in a serious manner and continue this broadcast. 93.3 CFMU, seriously redefining radio for over 30 years. This is my boomstick. With the Friends of CFMU card, you can get deals and special offers at almost 30 businesses in Hamilton and the surrounding area. To get one, all you have to do is support community radio. Donate $30 to 93.3 CFMU-FM and we'll send you a card. Check out our website, cfmu.ca, and click on Friends of CFMU at the bottom of the page. You'll learn who's on the card, where they're at, and what they offer. Friends of CFMU include the Art Gallery of Hamilton, Big B Comics, Downtown Bike Hounds, Dr. Disc, Emco, and the Harbor Diner. Well, good morning, all. Welcome into Marauder Morning here on Monday, February 24th. So happy you joined us this morning to talk all the best from Marauder Sports of this last week. We're going to get kicked off in just a minute. We've got lots to talk about today. We've got wrestling, curling, swimming, so much more, uh, including a live interview uh, with some of those great curling athletes. Uh, But before we get started, just play a little music to get you guys warmed up, and then we'll be right back. This is Marauder Morning. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the program, everyone. It is Duncan Simmons here on Marauder Morning, and I am joined by two fabulous curling athletes. Why don't you guys just uh, introduce yourself so everyone can get to know your voices? Right on. Thank you guys so much for stopping by. It's a pleasure to have you guys in the studio. As always, love having Marauder athletes in. Uh, but you guys especially are fresh off an OUA championship. Uh, we might as well just start by talking about that. Um, and you guys did it in fantastic fashion, going a perfect 10-0 and 0 for curling's first OUA championship in 25 years. Can you guys just take me through the weekend? Did you guys come in expecting to win 10 straight? Or um, what was it? We definitely didn't go into it expecting to go 10-0. Um, it's a really strong field. There's a lot of strong players, a lot of strong teams. Um, we really just went into it. We knew that we could do well if we kind of kept focused and focused on ourselves and our positive team energy and whatnot. But we definitely didn't expect to go 10-0. So that was a nice bonus on top of the weekend. Right. Um, my bad. I actually didn't have your mics turned on. Thank you to Sandeep. Uh, that is my flub. Uh, so here I am with Madeline Warner and Kaylin Gregory. Uh, unfortunately, those are the perils of live radio. Um, <laughs> but uh, in case you missed it, going 10-0 and against some great competition. 7-0 uh, and during round robin play. And then, there we go. Now we're all set up. 7-0 uh, and during round robin play and beat each opponent by at least three points in six of your seven games. Uh, why don't we start with that first quarterfinal game, the Carlton Ravens 5-2 victory. Um, how did that game feel? Let's just walk through these games one by one. That game for us was probably one of the most, um, I guess I think it meant the most, because if we lost that game, we were going to be totally out. Right. So we didn't want to go 7-0 and in round robin and then lose the quarterfinal and come home with nothing basically um also we know that team pretty well uh, i played with one of their players in like the competitive sphere so we knew that they were going to be good and uh we knew that we just had to go out there and play our best and see what we could do right um and then beating the laurier golden hawks 4-2 in the semis how are you guys feeling at this point is the nerve starting to set in all the pressure or is it just let's roll on yeah, I think, like, as a team, we're pretty good at handling pressure. Like, whenever the pressure is high, we just crack a joke. Like, we're all really good friends. <laughs> right. So we just kind of, like, try and keep the pressure off of ourselves and just go out and play our game the best we could. And, again, like, we knew them from competitions prior. We knew we just had to go out and play our best. Mm-hmm. Right on. And then uh, in the finals, you guys get the defending champion Queens Gales go on to beat them seven to five um it must feel good beating the defending championships can't get much more definitive than that (laughs) yeah for sure that was a really good game on both teams parts actually it was a real battle um we went into it knowing that they were going to have a strong game obviously defending champions one player on their team is actually a world champion um so we knew going into it they were going to be a super strong team. It was going to be a really good game, and I'm sure we didn't disappoint the fans. It was a, <laughs> right. a real nail-biter. <laughs> right on. Um, so you guys were actually tied pretty late into that game. Um, again, was that pressure mounting, or were you guys just still totally chill? I felt a little more pressure in that game. I, th- I found yeah. it a little more <laughs> quiet out there. But the thing about Queens is like, we know there are four really solid players, and we they're also four like really fun people to play against. Right. Like, they're so nice. Yeah, <laughs> we love playing that team. And at that point, we knew we were both going to nationals. So 
it was just more about the hardware, I guess. Like we, yeah, it was really important to bring the banner back to McMaster right after on. so long. Yeah. So. Do you guys like feel a, a strong sense of pride bringing that banner back, like I for your think school? So, is that yeah, hundred yeah, <laughs> percent. It's yeah. been twenty five years since Max had a banner in right. women's curling, so we're just so proud to be the team that finally brought it back. Yeah, yeah right on. Reminding yeah. the everyone that the school has a curling team. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's an interesting point, actually. Um, people might not know the finer points of curling. Um, it's not uh, something that's generally in the in the public uh, sphere. Uh, curling. Could you guys explain? You're uh, Madeline Skip. Yes. And Kaylin uh, third. Could yes. you explain like what that means, uh, just for people who may not know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, myself? sure. Um, so I'm the skip. So I'm probably I'm usually the person that's yelling. If you know <laughs> that about curling. Um, the other like 25% of the time it'll be Kaylin yelling. <laughs> Um, so I kind of am responsible for the strategic aspect of the game, I would say. Um, mostly, anyways. Um, I don't do a whole lot of sweeping. Um, Mm. and we all take turns throwing, so I throw last. Right. Yeah, and kind of like she said, like, uh, Maddie throws last, so when Maddie's throwing, I'm in control of, like, not like the strategic aspect, but I take over holding the broom for her and stuff, and, uh, that's when I get to yell. (laughs) (laughs) throw third I play third I throw third so right. yeah. yeah um and then let me ask you guys uh Kaylin specifically uh OUA all-star yes um, how does that feel <laughs> is this your first time as the OUA all-star yeah it was actually and I'm in my fourth year so it felt really really special and they called mm-hmm. my name but it's also voted on by the players so oh, right we on. all get like a, a sheet at the end of the week and um it was just so special to be recognized by like such a strong field and mm-hmm. be recognized by those players specifically like I think anyone could have taken it home and anyone on the team should have gotten it too I think and it's just it, it's really special right. <laughs> and then on top of that you weren't done there you got OUA athlete of the week <laughs> representing for yourself and for curling yes same thing same answer just humbled one. yeah like yeah. it was it was a shock to get OUA athlete of the week like especially because curling no one really I feel like no one really pays as close attention to it as Mm. like hockey or other bigger sports like that so it's just like really awesome it felt really really good to Mm. be recognized like that and again anyone could have taken it home as such a strong field so yeah it felt good (laughs) yeah I bet um do you guys ever feel like curling um doesn't get the recognition it deserves like you talk about it's maybe not um talked about as much do you guys ever get frustrated by that aspect or are you just enjoying the sport honestly like We kind of joke about it here and there about like no one really knows anything about curling, but I feel like it's not really a frustration for us. It's I feel like we're just all kind of cool going with the flow and we're kind of cool flying under the radar until (laughs) something big like this happens. And then it's nice to get some recognition. But I think we're okay with kind of where things are at with curling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we brought home the banner, and we've got so much support from yeah. the school right. and, like, in DBAC. And, uh, like, our families and our friends have been texting us all the time, and everyone's reaching out, and it's just really, really nice. Like, if I you will, go on Facebook, it's all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> I will say the school has been, like, just exceeding our expectations from mm-hmm. the moment that, I'd say even since we made playoffs or even mm-hmm. since we started doing well in Round Robin, they've been giving us little shout-outs on social media. Right. And mm-hmm. um, since we won, obviously, they've been so, so supportive, and it's been really, really great. Right. Well, even with so many sports at the school, OUA championships are hard to come by. Like, whatever the sport, it's it's a difficult thing to do, and it's a, it's a great accomplishment for you guys. So congratulations on that. Um, 
your attitude really interests me. Um, even, <laughs> even some of the football guys are like, football doesn't get enough recognition. It's like, okay, you know. But uh, you guys are so cool. And like, uh, is does that translate like on the ice? Is everyone just kind of hanging out, just curling? Like, on yeah. Our team, yeah. Honestly, I would yeah. say so. And even like at OUA's, like the curling community, like we all play outside of school as well. Right. So everyone kind of knows each other. So it's a really interesting, like cool dynamic when everyone's kind of friends and everyone like has that like close connection. So we yeah. played a lot against like a lot of friends from the competitive tour. We played a lot against a lot of ex-teammates, current teammates. Right. Like it's just such a small, tight-knit community that when a lot of outside people don't know about it like it's we're okay with it yeah <laughs> we, right. we've got it <laughs> you guys are comfortable yeah. in your position yeah yeah um so is the curling season over for you guys do you have like uh club teams you guys go back to and play with or um so three of the four of us play under 21 competitively mm-hmm. um outside of school and that season is pretty much wrapped up um our provincial championships were in december yeah um Kaylin's too old, so she doesn't get to play in 21. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of that aspect of our season is wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I think we're mostly focusing on our school team right now. Right. We play U in sports a, coming up in yeah, a couple sports, weeks, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. In March in Portage. And we do play a league yes. in Dundas Valley on okay. weeknights. And it's um, it's a competitive league within the club itself. Mm-hmm. So we just go out there every week for some practice kind of. And play those games yeah <laughs> um so now with all your uh, curling notoriety are you guys going to try to parlay that maybe into olympics is that uh, too Ooh. far down the road <laughs> too big a question maybe thoughts I've thought about the Olympics a few yeah. times. But, yeah. I feel uh, like everyone in competitive curling has definitely thought about that at right. one point or another. Um, <laughs> it might be a little bit farther down the road, but yeah. definitely not out of the realm of possibility, at least for some of us. Yeah, <laughs> for right. sure. How many curling uh, players would the Canadian team, for example, take to the Olympics? Do you um, guys know that? Yeah, so it would be the same as a normal team. Mm. So they bring four players and an alternate which is the same as what we have on max team right um but they do it in a very interesting system where like a lot of sports will have like a tryout for the canadian team and then they'll handpick players mm-hmm. um for curling they actually have a tournament basically okay. and you enter with your own team and if you win your whole team goes oh yeah, so right. yeah so you actually don't it's very different in that way where they're not handpicking players because the team dynamic is just so important. So yeah. they take a full team unit rather than just players. Right. And you have to compete for four years together before that okay. like play down to mm-hmm. go and do it. And you have to like accumulate points as a team to be able to even go. It's like yeah. it's a long process. It's not like you yeah. can just kinda enter you a random team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, you have to be kind of top of the top to enter the Olympic trials and then the winner of the Olympic trials will go. Right on. All right. Well, uh, if you guys are good there, I think we'll uh, wrap it up. Uh, but don't forget, uh, U-Sports Championships uh, for this curling team will be in Portage La Prairie. Did I say that right? Manitoba. Yep. <laughs> um, hosted by Brandon University uh, from March 11th to 15th. Uh, we will keep our eyes on that. Best of luck to you guys. And uh, thank you for representing the school so well. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for so having much. us. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Nice. <laughs>
Welcome back to the show. If you missed it, that was Kaylin Gregory and Madeline Warner of the women's curling team. Thanks to them for stopping by to share their experiences at OUA Championships, talk a little bit about what the future holds for them and uh, their experience in the sport of curling. Uh, but now uh, we're going to move on to some other things. Um, we'll circle back to curling uh, a little bit later if we have some time. Um, but for now, we've got so much more to talk about this week. Uh, let's just get it kicked off. Wrestling also had uh, some hardware up for grabs. They were at the 2020 U Sports Championships in St. Catharines, and they came away with four medals on the day. Uh, two silver medals, a courtesy of Connor Quinton in the 68 kilogram class, uh, who won a silver last year. Um, at these, uh, sorry, he won a silver at OUA's uh, just a couple weeks ago, and a bronze last year in the same competition. Um, and also Ben Zara, uh, an excellent wrestler for this Marauder team, he won gold at OUA's, and this marks his second straight silver, winning that in a close five to four decision, squeezing out the silver medal there. Connor Quinton and Ben Zara. Congratulations on those silver medals. And then also uh, Amin Agamirian uh, in the 82-kilogram class. He also had a gold medal at the OUA Championships. And for him, uh, he ends his U-sports career with his first national medal. Uh, so congratulations to Amin Agamirian. It's so great to finish your career on top. Uh, and uh, we're proud of you over here. Um, to get that recognition uh, on a national stage is something else. OUA championships are amazing. OUA gold medals, excuse me. Um, but on the national stage, it's just that tier up. And uh, so congratulations to Amin Egmarian finishing his career strong as a marauder. Francisco Fortino grabbed bronze in the 57-kilogram class. He is in his second year, so keep your eye on Francisco Fortino only trending upwards. He nailed it with a 10-0 victory in the bronze medal match. Brad McGarry just falling short of the podium, sitting at fourth place in the tough 90-kilogram class the big dudes in that class. Uh, he had a silver at the OUA Championships. Great winning pedigree for him. Um, so another wrestler to keep your eye on moving forward. On the women's side, it was Simi Jayoba and Joelle Vanderslat grabbing fifth place in the 63 and 67 kilogram class. Um, they both had a silver at OUA as well. And then 
Ayla Mavali in the 59 kilogram class, Spencer Lee in the 54 kilogram class, both grabbing seventh place. And to round out the top 10 finish in, finishing, it was Bilal Naus uh, grabbing eighth in her class. Um, so that marks the end of the McMaster wrestling season. A great, great season uh, for this team. Um, but uh, don't forget about them because Canadian Junior and Senior Championships roll on and they will be in about a month's time. Uh, so don't forget about the wrestling team uh, just because they're not wearing Marauder uniforms anymore. Um, but looking forward to seeing what this team does next year. I think it's a team full of a lot of young players, obviously some great leadership at the uh, third and fourth year, out of the third and fourth year players. Um but only getting better next year. Um, they had the OUA Men's Coach of the Year. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name. Um, but only good things ahead for this wrestling team, and I don't see it falling apart next year. All right, let's move on one more time. So much to get through today. It's uh, swimming up next. They also had a youth sports championship. Um, I don't want to diminish anyone's uh, great showings, Um but so many people were at uh, championships this week. Um, it's banner season, as the OUA says. Um, so lots of people competing for those high-level trophies. Uh, this time it was swimming out in U Sports Championships in the beautiful, beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, um, going out to the West Coast out uh, to get in the water and show the country what they're made of. Um, Megan Romquez finishing eighth in the 200-meter butterfly. Cameron Johnson coming in 10th in the 200-meter backstroke. In the women's 100-meter backstroke, Veronica Nickel uh, finishing 10th and Ian McKinnon uh, finishing 19th in the men's side. In the women's 50-meter freestyle, friend of the show, Isabel Lee, finishing 13th. Great finish for her. And teammate Sarah Little uh, coming in 21st in that same race. Um, Emma Schleither, 22nd in the 400-meter freestyle. And the 4x200 freestyle men's team that was so strong at OUA Championships. Uh, coming in 12th here. That is the team of Mitch Musilar, Ian McKinnon, Cameron Johnson, and Mike Derviankian. Uh, in all, uh, after all that, two days of great swimming uh, from the Marauders and so many other schools from around the country, uh, the men finishing 14th and the women finishing top 10, just at the bottom there at number 10. Uh, so congratulations to both those teams. Um yeah, it's it's a special thing to compete on the national level. Not everyone gets to do it. Um, so to even be there in the first place is something to be uh, lauded and appreciated uh, about this swimming team. Um, doing such a great job representing the school. It's a, it's a theme we'll see throughout uh, the show and we've seen throughout the year is that these teams just represent the school uh, in such a great classy way they show up and compete hard um, so no complaints 10th and 14th um, everyone wants to chase that podium spot and of course that's the goal for everyone every year um, 
but fantastic, fantastic finishes here uh, for the swimming team. And I have to give a special shout out to my hometown, UBC Thunderbirds, winning both divisions decisively. Um, but uh, make no mistakes about where my loyalty lies. I would much rather have had McMaster up at the top there. And this is another team that's getting only getting better next year. Um, Mitch Muselar, uh, a guy I talked to last week on the show, um, he is leaving along with a couple other graduating seniors, um, but lots of talent coming up from the younger years. Uh, so again, keep your eyes on this team. Everything is only going to get better. Um, but as far as this U Sports Championship, uh, this is something we saw with the football team um, way back in first semester, if you can recall, they had to travel all the way to Calgary uh, to play in the Mitchell Bowl, um, which was the national semifinal. And historically, East Coast teams just have a really hard time traveling from East to West and competing well. Uh, it's the same from West Coast teams going East it's just a tough proposition uh, to fly so far, uh, change time zones like that, and be on top of your game. Uh, so 10th and 14th, again, nothing wrong with that. Um, just an awesome performance. I'm really proud of these guys. Um, if you want to know more about this swimming team, I highly recommend you go click on last week's episode over on the website, cfmu.ca, if you're listening to this live. Or if you're listening to it there, then you're already close. Um, just click on last week's episode. It was Isabel Lee and Mitch Muselar of the swimming team uh, talking a little bit about this U Sports Championship. Uh, that was when it was coming up. Um, but they also talked about their great OUA Championship performances and also just the sport of swimming. Uh, I think they were able to shed a lot of light on a sport that I'm not very familiar with and um, may seem pretty simple and straightforward uh, on the surface, um, but when you go a little deeper, it's a complex, uh, great competition. So please go check out that episode. Uh, you'd be doing yourself a favor. Isabel Lee and Mitch Musel are friends of the show. Uh, yeah, great episode. Uh, highly recommend it. It is my own show, um, but I have to plug every once in a while. Um, let's move on now and we'll talk about track. They were at the OUA Championships in Toronto. And I have to start this segment with a public apology uh, to another friend of the show, Alex Drover. Um, two weeks ago, uh, they were in Boston uh, running at the Boston University Valentine Invitational. I read off what I thought were all the results from that competition, and I totally flubbed and missed Alex Drover. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. I make mistakes, uh, as you may have seen earlier in the show. Um, I'm not perfect. Um, but Alex Drover, I apologize to you, man, because he ran a school record 8 minutes, 8 seconds, and 44 hundredths of a second in the 3,000 meter in Boston beating Connor Darlington's record of 8.11.98 from 2016. Um, Alex Drover is a fantastic runner, as you'll see here in just a sec. Uh, so again, my apologies, Alex, for not uh, shouting you out on the show last week. You certainly deserved it with that run, which was also an auto-qualifier auto for U Sports Championships coming up. Um, 
but uh hopefully that retroactive shout out uh helps heal the wound a little bit um alex drover not done there though uh even though he auto qualified for esports already showing up at oua championships like no one else uh he had silver in that same 3000 meter run second team all-star uh, honors earned from that run and again auto qualifying for U Sports Championships even though he already did it double down why not um, and not to be forgotten in that same event Andrew Davies and Sergio Reyes Villanueva finishing sixth and seventh respectively very good runs from those two guys um, and then on the women's side Caroline Forbes and Morgan McCown finishing 9th and 13th in that same 3,000 meter. Great finishes for them on the OUA stage, uh, but they weren't done there. They also ran in the 4x800 relay with Olivia McCaskill and Hope Harnick. Uh, that team finished 6th in the strong field of competition. 